It's coming good through your ear holes right now, live. It smokes even better. That is Ronnie Baker Brooks from the CD, Take Me With Ya, and that's called Hit Me On The Hip. And Ronnie's a great friend of ours here on The Upper Room, and uh, he's been on the show several times. Always kind enough to, to spend a moment here on, on The Upper Room whenever uh, he's coming around or, you know, it's always great to have him on. So today I welcome once again to The Upper Room, Ronnie Baker Brooks. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing, Joe? All right, great to <laughs> great to have you on, and uh, glad glad to know you're coming relatively close to the area here. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting coming closer. You know, one of these days I'm gonna get in the studio <laughs> with you. But yeah, yeah, I'm playing in uh, Webster, Massachusetts, Sunday for the uh, Solstice Festival in Indian Indian Ranch. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we uh, looking forward to that, man. It's, it's real. I'm real excited about it. So that's this uh, this Sunday, which I believe is the twenty second, and and you hit the stage about four o'clock, right? About four o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah, it should be great, man. But those festivals are are uh, how, how do you guys approach that? Do you enjoy being on the bill with other cats? Oh yeah, yeah. you get to see people you normally you don't get a chance to see because you doing if you're doing a club circuit, you know they're doing another club somewhere else. But on a festival, we're all there together. So that's that's pretty cool about that. And then the atmosphere of the festival, you know, the festival sighting, the festival setting, I'm, I'm sorry, the festival setting, and uh, you get to play to the people outdoors, and a lot of times they get to bring their families with them. You know, they can't bring kids in the club, so, you know, they can bring the kids to the shows. And, and I get a lot of uh, people that take the CDs home and play them to the kids, and they like it, but they can't come and see us. So that's it's right, a, yeah. another way for them to get to see us. And uh, that that's also real important. We should, you know, stress stress to the audience. You know, Ronnie's an independent artist, Watchdog Records, and uh, you know, you go to a festival like that, it's a free show, but bring some extra money to, to buy the CD. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we we have all uh, our and, products and merchandise for sale at the gigs, and uh, if they can't get it, then they can get it over the website. So. Yeah, we're trying to push it, man, and just, you know, be that link in the chain and keep it growing. And, and Ronnie's website, as you listen, we're, we're on live today, but uh, if, you, if you listen on the replay on our 24-hour network, it's uh, R-O-N-N-I-E, BakerBrooks.com. Yeah. And uh, you got everything on there, uh, merchandise. And we should talk a little bit about uh, the DVD, which I got to thank you for slipping me a copy. I oh, thank yeah. You. yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> thank you, yeah. man. <laughs> I, I you so you recorded that a, uh, a couple years ago, right? Out of Cordon Blues. Yeah, we recorded that. Uh, yeah, about two years ago. It'll be two years in September, but we didn't release it until last June. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was live at a place called Cordon Blues in St. Charles, out outside of Chicago. It's like my my little home gig, man. Uh, I play there frequently, probably like every. Well, we did, they try to get me there every six weeks, but they didn't spread it out now because we've been working so much. But I built a strong following there, man, and they show me a lot of love. And I was like, we well, you know this is probably be the place to do a DVD, you know. And uh, it turned out pretty good. It was all independently done. I didn't have, you know, I never worked with video before, but I had a good crew working with me, and they they were pretty good with working with me, knowing that I didn't know nothing about it, you know. Right. So. Uh, yeah, that was great, and then uh, it turned out good, man. I'm very proud of it, you know, um, and just looking forward to doing something else like that again. 
and uh, the DVD is also available on the website. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you you could also check out. There's a preview. You know, f- for that, where where you and your dad and your brothers. So that that's really cool. You know, obviously you could tell you guys are close and love to have a lot of good good uh, fun and laughs and yeah, man, a lot had, of history with that. We had a great time yesterday for Father's Day, man. You know, I just I got off the road. I got in, you know, in the after late afternoon and took dad to dinner and me Wayne and dad and my mom and sisters got to hang out and and that was really nice man my old man is cool man he's 70 years old he'll be 70 years old in december and don't look a day over 61 man right right (laughs) and and he just has so much life and spirit about him man and I'm, i'm just so happy and proud you know that he's He's still here and helping me, man, and, and, and uh, he's letting me produce his next record. I just uh, got out of the studio last week. We did a Christmas song mm-hmm. that he uh, we co-wrote together, and he let me produce. And uh, they're going to put that out for this Christmas season coming up, and, and we've been working on his record. We're in pre-production for his record. He's going to let me produce that as well. So, And I'm hoping... You know, to bring Jelly Bean in part of that too. You know, and and just you know make that sound like he's seventeen again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, give him that that, right, use, right. that useful vibe. You know, my old man is cool, man, and hopefully someday you get to meet him, Joe. Yeah, love love to meet him, have him on the show, and and we should remind our listeners, of course, Ronnie Baker Brooks' father is Lonnie Brooks, legendary guitars and blues man for so many years, and wow, a lot 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 of great music coming out of the family and. And uh, I, I wanted to ask you this about, you know, yourself, your dad, and your brother, um, all, all talented guitarists. What, you know, what would you say uh, strong points and maybe weaknesses on the guitar player from, from each other? Any, or let's, let's go with the strong points. The strong points? Yeah. From what, what do you mean? What, what? Style-wise, out of you guys, what do, what do you see different playing from, from well, uh, well, three all dad, guys? My dad, is, he's the authentic, he's the real deal. Uh-huh. He's got the experience. I mean, my, what it would take for me and Wayne to play, Dad can play in one note. You know, we, we would have to play five or six notes. Dad would play all that in one note. You know, and that comes from years and years of playing and knowing how to get to the point, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then what me and Wayne bring to that is the youthful sound to to what you know, dad has done and, and, you know, recycling what he's done and updating it, you know, to, to the young people's ear for the, for this generation. So that, that's the cool part. I think of our relationship and me and him working together on this record is that he's got the the experience and, you know, he's got his own sound and, and what he's allowing me to do is to bring that youthfulness to it. And what I hear, and you know, from me being around my dad all my life, I, I remember songs that he used to do years ago, you know, and and try to incorporate that into to a song for today, you know, and uh, that's that's the cool part about that. And you know, with Wayne, Wayne, he's got a new CD that's coming out real soon too, real soon called um, Mystery. All right. And he he wrote all the tracks on it, man, and I'm very proud of him, man. He he did a hell of a job on it, man. And I played on it. I played rhythm on it. My dad a guest guest appearance on it, and uh, it's really he got a hot band behind him. He's got one of the guys that played with Smash 
Smashing Pumpkins playing drums, Matt Walker and, and uh, the bass player from Michael Bolton and keyboard player from Foreigner, and uh, it's it's a hot hot rhythm section, man. He even used Vic. He used Vic, my former bass player, on some of the tracks. And Wayne Wayne is soulful, man. Wayne is, is a lot of soul. He's hungry. He's you know he's younger than me. He's he's energetic and it just you know when you hear him, you, you can tell he wants it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the cool part about it, man. I got two of them to bounce off of, man, and uh, I've, I've been blessed with that. So uh, right now my special guest is Ronnie Baker Brooks, and he's going to be this Sunday in Webster, Massachusetts. And uh, I went on MapQuest, and it's only about uh, a little less than two hours away from here, so definitely with well within reach of our audience here. And, uh, Great. That's uh, this Sunday. And uh, why don't we get, speaking of uh, your dad, Lonnie Brooks, why don't we get into a, a day after Father's Day uh, uh, shout-out to your dad and, and yourself, Ronnie. This uh Working with your dad, a laugh to keep from crying. So, uh, how was it working in the studio on this track? It was cool, man, because um, you know we we'd never really done anything like this. Uh, you know, it's an acoustic vibe to it, and uh, we always wanted to do a whole album like this. And uh, I had that on Gold Digger on my first CD, Gold Digger, and we did like a up tempo blues type song, and and uh, I was trying to think of something different. You know, and, and I wrote this song for Dad probably like 13, 12, 12 or 13 years ago. And we never got a chance to use it on his records. And uh, so I said, you know what, I'm going to save this for my record and, you know, maybe something down the line. And, and uh, the idea came up and Dad was like, let's do it. So that's how it came about, man. And it was it was very, it was a moment definitely in the studio because uh, it was just me and him two guitars and, and we played and then and uh you can hear the soul and uh the truthness in dad's voice so we'll listen to it right now this is from ronnie cd take me with you we'll come back and talk with ronnie about a bunch of stuff he's jamming with aerosmith and uh some new addition to the band and and some other things so we'll come back this is the upper room with joe kelly on wvof and that is Ronnie Baker Brooks with his dad, Lonnie Brooks. A laugh to keep from crying. Available right now on the great CD, Take Me With You at RonnieBakerBrooks.com. I wanted to send that song out to Steve, the blues man. And uh, he's a big fan of your dad, Ronnie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he listens to the show regularly. So he, he's out in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, checking out the show. Well, so, thank you, Steve. Yeah. Thanks for the support, brother. And, uh, hey, you know, since we're on the topic of your dad, uh, you mentioned uh, working on some music with him, right, recently? Yeah. 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 So yeah. how's that been going? Been going great, man. We've been uh, having a good time doing that. We've been having some, some magical moments, too. You know, when I was younger, my dad used to uh, have to send me to bed, man, because I was standing in the doorway just watching him work, you know. And, and and sneak in there when he have his back turned and watching him and, and he'd be like you know dog where you supposed to be in the bed boy <laughs> and and uh, he said that back then he knew that I was interested you know seriously and uh, you know one particular uh, night I'm down there working on a track and my dad gets up to go get something to eat and uh, I'm still down there working and uh, didn't realize that dad came back after eating and was just standing there at the door looking at me. And he's like, son, you know what? He said, this is how you used to do to me. And look at me. I'm doing the same thing looking at you work now. I remember when you was a kid, 
I used to have to send you to bed, you know, and it was like one of those moments, man, where we, we, we connected, you know. Uh -huh. I've been having a ball doing this record, man, and I just can't wait to really get in the studio, you know. I got a taste of it with the Christmas track, but, you know, we got some nice songs that we've written together, and he wrote some stuff that's really hot. And I'm just looking forward to it. And uh, you, you've been busy, as, as you usually are on tour, and uh, you, you just came back from from Minnesota and yeah. uh, jam with your great friend Jelly Bean Johnson who co-produced the record with you. So yeah. uh, how's Bean doing? He's doing great, man. He, we got up there early and uh, he invited me and the band to the house. We pulled a bus in front of the house, man. He, he cooked up some some uh, catfish and, and stuff and then had, he had Junior Wells playing in the kitchen. Oh, wow. And he had Albert Collins and Freddie King playing on the TV in the living room, man. And we would just <laughs> rocking all morning because i came in early early uh -huh. morning and um you know he cooked us fish and, and, and man it was just a great you know family environment man it was, and i love that dude man he's he's and you know my band was impressed you know because being got gold and platinum records around his house you know right right and then they was like wow i didn't know you worked on this i didn't know you worked on that and janet gave him a, a diamond she i guess she had a diamond record she gave him a plaque for that, and and, and uh, they were really tripping out on that, man. And it was it was cool, you know, just a cool environment to hang out before the show. And then we went back to the room, got a nap, and Bean came down and played with us all night, man. It was a great time, man. So so was Jelly Bean cooking in the Jimi Hendrix bathroom? Nah, no, no, he had clothes on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, but he definitely got Hendrix all over the place. Oh, though, yeah, that's man. what he said, yeah. He got Hendrix books. He got a Hendrix uh, couch cover. Oh, man, I mean, hats. Oh, man, guitar stuff all over the place. Man, that dude got at least 75 guitars or so. <laughs> so, so I'm looking at your schedule because... Uh, you know, on the internet, people listen to the show all over the world. So uh, we'll give we'll give everybody uh, the week schedule here uh, to see that later in the week you got a private party, right? Uh, how, how do you like playing private parties? It's it's hit and miss. Sometimes it's great, man. Uh huh. And you know, I, actually, I've been actually I've been kind of lucky because uh, the last couple of private parties I have, the people really are into the music. You know, when you do private parties, a lot of times they're around their employees and their bosses, and they don't want to show, you know, show out too much. Mm -hmm. you know? But after a couple of drinks or so, they probably loosen up a little bit. But <laughs> right. it's hard to, to get them to, to, you know, it's like breaking the ice. You're the icebreaker. Right, right. You know, and getting them to party, you know. But uh, the last couple of parties I've done, they, they from the first note, they've been ready, you know. And those, those are cool. I'm doing one here and, um, for Cabrini Green, which is a... Um, a project here, um, community, a project community. Cabrini Green is one of the the world's famous housing projects. Housing projects that's kind of bad, and they and uh, they got a program there that's helping the kids, and they, it's like a fundraiser. They're doing a silent auction mm -hmm. to raise money to you know get like a gym for the kids and and help them you know have something to do instead of just running the streets and getting in trouble. So. I'm uh, doing a fundraiser for that Thursday, and then um, opening for Taj Mahal here in Chicago at the House of Blues Friday. Right, right. And then I'm driving, getting in the bus, driving there Saturday to play 
Sunday in Webster City. I mean, Webster, Massachusetts. Massachusetts yeah, Solstice Summer Fest. Yeah. And that's a free show, I think, right? I believe so. Yeah. I believe it is, yeah. So uh, there'll be other musicians on the bill, and Ronnie Baker Brooks and his band hit the stage roughly around 4 o'clock. And, yeah. Um, and uh, then a busy rest of the summer. All, all, all the dates are at RonnieBakerBrooks.com. Yep. And uh, wanted to uh, talk about uh, the new bass player in your band. Yeah. Uh, uh, talk a little bit about Daryl Armstrong. What's he been adding to the band? His name is Carlton Armstrong. Uh oh. Okay. I got Coop. off to the wrong start. <laughs> yeah, Daryl is the keyboard player. Darryl yeah, Coop. right, right. He's been with me for about four years now, and uh, Mo, the drummer, he's been with me like two and a half, almost three years. And uh, Carlton, the newest guy, he joined me last September. Um, Carlton Armstrong, he's from D.C., Washington, D.C. And uh, he moved here to Chicago, and uh, it was kind of like ironic because I was looking for a bass player. You know, Vic decided to go play with a, a hard rock group. He just wanted to do something different, you know, and that was cool with that. Mm -hmm. You know, we gave him all our blessings, and he gave me enough time to find somebody, and, and uh, he was real cool about that. And, and we finally, you know, found Carlton. And it was like he just moved here. It was perfect, you know, just moved to Chicago. And uh, he brings a lot of energy to the stage, man. Great musician. He's a great team player. So does he come from a, a blues background? Uh, more of a Prince funk background. He loves Prince, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not a big Prince fan. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. He loves Prince. So that's that, cool. That Minneapolis sound. So it yeah. kind of fit what we were doing, you know. Right, right. And what I'm trying to do is, you know, let him you know, learn some of the stuff I grew up listening to from the blues background, mm -hmm. you know, so we can have it all meshed together, you know, because you know I love Prince as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, so he, it's a good fit, man. So far it's been great. Um you know, it's a lot of energy on stage, man, and uh, a lot of stage presence. And if you hadn't seen us within the last uh, six, seven, eight months, it's a whole new game now. Oh, that's cool. I'm I'm looking forward to that because uh, the la last time I seen Ronnie was uh, two years ago, you know, up in Connecticut. I saw you a bunch of times over the summer, but um, yeah, to come out here and, and play, and we've been playing your music all along. The fans got to come out and represent, so. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I appreciate you uh, having me on the yeah. air, man, and letting them hear about us, you know, about playing the records and supporting us. We really appreciate it, man. So let, let's get into uh, another uh, song, which which is uh, the title track from the CD. It's Take Me With You. Okay. And uh, th this is uh, with the mini, uh, excuse me, the Memphis crew you work with? No, actually, that was, that was my touring band. Oh, your uh, own band. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So you work with uh, three different rhythm sections on here, and uh, yeah, did did you prefer it that way, or do you want to settle down and work with one crew on the next record? Uh, that's the way. That's the whole the way we wanted to do this record. Okay, we, we had you know different styles of songs that we wanted to in, incorporate the three different bands in. Uh, you know, Michael Bland and Sonny Thompson with uh, Chance on keys was one rhythm section, and then the other one was. Uh, Dave Smith, Ernest Williamson, and Steve Potts, mm -hmm. and was the Memphis rhythm section. And then I had my touring band at the time with Jerry Porter, who's now with Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy snatched him away from me. Okay. <laughs> Thief. Thief. Yeah. And, and then Vic was on bass, and then Daryl on keyboards. 
So I, I, that was done on purpose. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll listen to this track, "Take Me With You" from Ronnie Baker Brooks, and talk uh, a little more with Ronnie in just a few. And that's definitely a crowd pleaser, Ronnie Baker Brooks. "Take Me With You." Take and, Me With You. <laughs> you you love playing that track, right? Yeah, yeah. man. It's it's kind of like a Chicago Chicago shuffle, man, and it uh, kind of reminds me of home a little bit, and and it, the people really like like it a lot, man. It's, I enjoy playing it. So, so you've toured all over the world and uh, seeing different audiences. Any any things you notice different from from different parts of the country and and different uh, different areas you go around the world? Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's it's. I mean, you know, you you're definitely going to have the the blues lovers, the people that love music. Period. But it's just a different way of uh, they come. The approach to it, you know, a lot with me being from Chicago, a lot of them expected me to play the Chicago straight ahead blues, you know, or then you have a crowd that may think, okay, this is Lonnie Brooks' son, maybe he's going to do some Lonnie Brooks songs. So, you know, yeah, they have different, you know, ways of looking at me and, and, and not knowing what to expect from me. So, But it's always cool to see them react to you know when I, you could tell when you touched them. Right, right. You know you could tell when you like, yeah, we we having a good time, and and I try to bring that out of them. Know, okay, it's okay. Right, the right. The more you, the more you uh, do, the more I'ma do, and I try to keep a, a energy circle going. You know, I give it out, and they give it back to me, and uh, yeah, it's different in, in different parts of the country. You know, yeah, and they got different styles of music and different parts of the mm-hmm. country you know texas got their own style and, and own sound and chicago got its own sound and the west coast got their own sound and then the east coast got a sound you know but uh i try to touch all of them man i don't care who you're from what color what religion how old you are what sex i'm gonna try to touch you one way or the other through my music man and, and all folks have to do is uh, do a search like a ya- internet search yahoo.com Ronnie Baker Brooks and you get, pull up the photos on there and you could see the expressions of people in the crowd so you know they're definitely feeling you and well, uh, one, one of the highlights if you go see Ronnie is when you stroll into the crowd and you you go pretty far distance yeah uh, playing the guitar in a crowd and uh, a- a- any crazy stories lately on tour going in the crowd or uh no actually they've been pretty good man uh-huh. you know people been you know, very acceptive, acceptive. I don't, you know, like that one time when you was with me. Yeah, all I walked right. into that fight, but <laughs> that was it. You know, right, right. nothing crazy like that going on. You get women coming up to me trying to, you know, kiss on you or you know, touch you, and they hey, well, hold it, don't do that now. <laughs> you know, and that's where Rico come in and try to keep that kind of stuff from happening. But other than that, man, it's it's, it's cool. You know, the people, right. you know, and I think. That lets them feel more comfortable with us because they say, "Hey, he's cool enough to come out here with us. Yeah. He's not on that Star Trip thing, you know." And that's what it's all about, man. It's uh, all of us having a good time because they, when they have a good time, I have a good time. And, and you mentioned Rico, who also uh, doubles as, as the tour bus driver of the Gold Digger van. How, yeah. How's the Gold Digger van holding up? She's holding up pretty good, yeah. man. Uh huh. Yeah, she's 
She's holding up, man. We uh we growing out of it though. We need a bigger one, but <laughs> that, that means uh beds for everybody in the band, right? Yeah, yeah, eventually, but yeah. you know, right now. But it's cool the way you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. having fun with it. We got it set up where we can watch TV and watch DVDs and you know videos and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty comfortable. I try to keep my guys comfortable. So, so I wanted to talk. Uh, by the by, the way, to make it official, this WVOF in Fairfield, Connecticut, and uh, I wanted to speak on a few things um, before we get heading off. But uh, jamming with uh, Aerosmith, who are just as as big fans of your work and your playing as as probably you are of them, right? Yeah, man. So, so how'd you uh, wind up hooking up with them on stage, jamming with them? Well, I had I'm cool with Kid Rock's guitar player, Kenny Olsen. Okay. And uh, he invited me to come to the show when they play here in Chicago. And Kid Rock was on tour with Aerosmith last summer. And um, I went, and uh, it was ironic because uh, like, a, like a year before, I had did a tribute. They had a compilation album, and they asked me to do one song, like a tribute to Aerosmith. And I did Walk This Way, and we did it like in a blues uh, you know, a blues appro- approach to it, and uh, I did it with Prime Top Perkins, and uh, they fell in love with the whole CD, man. I mean, it got back to Aerosmith, and they loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, wow, you know. I told my boy I was with, I said, man, you know, I to just go up and knock on the door and just see if you know I could say hi to Joe, you know, let him know that I played on the record, and blah blah blah, and give him one of my CD CDs. And uh, I knocked on his bus. You know, he had his, his bus. He was getting ready for the gig. Him and his wife was on the bus. And I seen a couple people on there that I knew, like John Cusack, who's a huge blues fan in, in Chicago, the actor. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was up there talking to, to Joe Perry. I said, well, you know, I know John. I might as well just try it, you know. And I went, knocked on the door, and his wife was like, yeah, come on in. And I got on the bus, and, and I said, Joe, I'm Ronnie Baker Brooks, and I'm, you know, I played on the tribute album to you guys. And that dude lit up, man. He's like, you're kidding me. He said, man, we love that CD, man. He said, that inspired us to do a blues record. So they right now are in the studio doing a blues record. Wow. And he said, look, write down your number, and I'm going to give you mine, and whatever you need, you call me, you know, and... Uh, we might need you for some input on the on the blues record or whatever, you know. I said, cool. And then when I told him that my dad was Lonnie Brooks, he really flipped out, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, you kidding me? The Lonnie Brooks? I said, yeah, yeah, you know. And uh, he said, man, uh, I told him, I said, you know, you guys coming back in the area, they played Alpine Valley like a week later, which is outside of Chicago as well. And... Uh, I said, maybe I'll bring Dad with me. He said, man, you do that. You do that. So I did, and uh, they had VIP passes for us, man. As soon as we walked up, man, and, and Joe was doing his thing, he had his uh, fan club thing he had to do first. And he said, y'all just wait right here. And he said, and Dad was eating, too. It was it was kind of funny because Dad was eating. Right. I'm like, Dad, here come Joe. And he's like, oh, man, I'm eating. He, said, he came up to He was so nice. He said, Lonnie, I see you eating. We're going to have time. You go ahead and eat. Let me go handle this. So he went and uh, talked to his fan club. Man, the guys, the guys are so sweet, man. Great musicians, and and they were they really treated us, man, really good, man. And that right. made me feel good. 
to see Steven Tyler stop in his tracks when he saw my dad. He stopped yeah. in his tracks and just went over there and grabbed him and hugged him, man. I was like, wow, you know, Steven Tyler, I didn't think you even listened to my dad, you know, but they listened to that stuff, man. Right. And we got to talking, and, and uh, he said, well, we're going to get ready to go on. And uh, we walked up on the stage, and we were standing on the side by the soundboard, and uh, the uh, bodyguard came up and said, hey, Joe, want to talk to you. And we went back downstairs to the dressing room. He said, y'all would like to play? I was like, sure. <laughs> so he kind of like told us what we were doing and, and uh, showed us what song we were going to play and, and asked his sound his uh, guitar tech to hook us up with some guitars man and the guys had at least 60 guitars a piece man Whew. I mean it was like guitar center in the backstage man uh-huh. and I mean it was like pick anyone you want any guitar you want man and it was like whoa and Joe, you could tell he really, and Brad too, they, they really spent some money on the guitars, man. It ain't like no cheap stuff, man. Right, right. It's some classic guitars. And uh, we picked them up and played it, man, and we did a song. And, and it was funny because uh, as soon as we got through, he called Run DMC up and Kid Rock, and they did Walk This Way. And that was kind of funny, man, because I, as soon as I came off the stage, you know, we had said bye to the guys in the band, you know, Aerosmith, and as soon as I walked over towards the soundboard, there was uh, 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 Run DMC, and uh, Jam Master J was the first guy that I said hi to, and he was like, man, you guys sounded great, man, that was cool. Oh, wow. And that was like two weeks before he got killed. Yeah, man. yeah, definitely miss him. I guess they're still looking for yeah, for who, who took him out, but yeah. Yeah, it was like, like man, he was the first guy that greeted me, man, when we came off the stage, man. He's like, that was cool, man. That was real cool. And uh, I said, man, I'm a big fan of y'all. I grew up listening to you guys, right. you know. And then they, they went on and did Walk This Way. And uh, he got killed like two weeks later, man. Like, not even that, probably like a week later, man. Mm -hmm. He got killed, man. And I was like, wow, man, that, that, really, that really messed me up, man. Cause I I grew up listening to those guys, right. you know, Run DMC, and they came up in in my generation, and uh, I never thought I would ever meet them, you know, let right. alone Aerosmith. Right, right. And right. Uh, you know, that was cool, cool night for me, man. Wow. And and I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, that's cool. But that was the, that was the place where Stevie Ray Vaughan got killed. Oh, what? That was his last show. Yeah, his last show, and and, and it was funny because I was pulling in. And I saw the the mountain that his plane, that the helicopter went into, and I was like getting funny feelings because I had never been there before, you know. And I was like, the first thing I was thinking about was Stevie, you know. And uh, got to, you know backstage and then got to talking to Joe and stuff about it, and it was kind of sad. And then we got up and played, man. It was kind of a spiritual thing for me because you know I was like, man, this is the stage that Stevie was on, man, you know. Here, here I am playing with Aerosmith on that stage. Ooh. And I, I got your pictures on, on the website backstage with uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, 1988, yeah. Kansas City, Missouri, and also jamming with Albert Collins. You got you got a lot of pictures up here. People be interested in checking out. You yeah, play. man. Ooh. I've been blessed to play with a lot of people, man. I even jammed with Slash from right. Down the Roses. I've jammed with uh, Les Paul. I jammed with Neil Neil Sean from Journey. 
Uh, I've jammed with the Black Crows. They called me up on their show. And, and uh, a lot of people from different genres of music, man. And, and uh, I've been blessed, bro, because, you know, I'm, I'm a music fan. I love all music. I mean, I even got to hang out with Prince, as you know. That's right, yeah. You know, and uh, these cats I look up to, man. And, and uh, it's funny because once you get to talking to them, they just like you are, man. They love music. And, and that's that's the thing we have in common, all of us that we have a passion for this music, man. But I think it's real cool, you know, just listen to you talking about, uh, you know, the admiration between, you know, people look at Run DMC and Aerosmith and yourself from the blues, rock, funk background, but y'all digging each other's stuff. So, yeah, you know, you put aside all that hype, what they're pushing on radio and TV, but real musicians dig whatever they got going on. That's, That's great. right. Yeah. Yeah, and you could tell that Run DMC was feeling the real deal, man. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, uh, Jam Master Jake was like a musician, dude. I mean, he he put kind of put that stuff together for them. Right, right. And, and in order for him to do that, he had to have some kind of sense of music, you know. And uh, he they know, man. They know the real deal. I mean, a real musician know, you know, the real deal, man. And uh, that's, that's the cool part about it, that everybody you know, respects, you know, the next man and what they doing, you know, when they coming from the heart with it, you know, and I've been blessed to, to meet a lot of those cats because of that, man. And, and, and the thing, like I said, we have in common is the love and the passion for this music, whatever it is you're doing. Right. You know? I, I got a picture pulled up on the website here. I got to show my wife because she, she'd like to see this one. You and Tom Jones jamming on stage. Tom Jones, <laughs> man. <laughs> Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's real yeah. cool, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hung out with him big time, man. It was funny because uh, I, I did a gig in Chicago, and they have this club called Kingston Mines that everybody kind of go to after their show because uh-huh. they stay open the latest. They close like 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I got off my gig like at 2 and went down to the mines to hang out with my friend J.W. Williams, man, and then... Uh, I go and Jay calls me up to play with him, man. And next thing you know, I'm doing this slow blues, and I'm digging in. I'm singing, and I look up, man. Tom Jones next to me. Let me get a little right. bit of this, man. You a you a mother. You know what he said. Right. I can't cuss, but yeah, <laughs> you a mother for you. Let me get some of this, man. Let me play. Let me sing. You know, and I gave him some, man. And we next thing you know, man, people were running to the stage, and and uh, it was great, man. He's he's cool, man. And uh, we were uh, talking off air about something. You, you had a cool thing going on. Well, it was in February. You, you did a whole cruise thing? Yeah, we did yeah. a blues cruise that uh, left out of Fort Lauderdale. And we went down to the Dominican Republic and uh, St. Croix and Tortola. And I was on there with uh, Taj Mahal, Tyrone Davis, Otis Clay, Duke Robillard, Tommy Castro, Shamika Copeland, Bernard Allison, Terrence Simeon, I know the Fabulous Thunderbirds, uh, Charlie Muscle White. Uh, I know I'm missing somebody, man. Um, shucks, it was a, a, the Platinum Band that plays behind Tyrone Davis. And, man, just a whole bunch of people, man. Um, uh, great time, bro. So you played nearly every day? Yeah, well, uh-huh. I played. I played four shows. We did a week. We were out on the boat for a week. Okay. And I did four shows. They kind of had mine spread it out perfect, where you wasn't playing every day, so you can get to see other acts. Right, right. 
And then they, after everybody played and did their show, they have a jam session that went from like one o'clock in the morning to like eight o'clock, man, <laughs> in the morning, dude. Wow! And it was awesome, man. I mean, you would see, you know, like I got a chance to jam with uh, Tommy Castro and the Fabulous Thunderbirds and Curtis Salgado and. Uh, you know, people that I don't normally get a chance to jam with, you know, hanging out with Taj, man, me and Taj sitting around talking, man, and, and hanging out with Tyrone Davis. Me and Tyrone Davis became real cool. You know, Tyrone know my dad, and, and you know, I grew up listening to Tyrone, but he had never seen my show. And he saw my show, man, and he came backstage and grabbed me. He said, man... I didn't know Chicago had young guys playing like this, man. I need to get back <laughs> on the blues scene, you know, because hey, hey. he'd been on the R&B tip, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, man, you're doing it. And me and him been keeping in contact ever since, man. He popped up at one of my shows recently at uh, Court on Blues and just hung out with me, man. And, and he'll call me periodically and, and see how I'm doing. So, you know, out of that cruise, we had some great relationships. Uh, Alvin Youngblood hired and Bernard Allison and Shamika Copeland, we did like a talk seminar and, and, you know, on our upbringing, you know, our family upbringing in the blues. And and out of that, we're talking about doing a Who's Your Daddy tour. Oh, really? Okay. You know, we're trying to put it together now where, you know, me, Bernard, and Shamika go out and do something, you know, you know, all three of us together. When you're putting those tours together, what does it usually take to make it all happen? Well, first of all, everybody got to want to do it. Right, right. You know, everybody got to have the full effort of trying to make it work. And, and it'll put the egos aside and, and go for that cause, you know. And right. that's what we, we're putting it together now. Where, you know, decide on how we want to do it musically, you know, what kind of, what band or, you know, who's in the band and that kind of stuff. And uh, how are we going to do it as far as, you know, are we going to do it together? Well, you know, I do my show, you do your show, and Shamika do her show, or are we just going to do it all together? You know, so we're coming up with ideas on how to do it. So that, that, that'd be really nice to, to check out if, if it happens soon. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, we should uh, let our listeners know that uh, you will be coming to our area, uh, Webster, Massachusetts, uh, the Solstice Summer Fest, which it's primarily a, a blues festival or, or all yeah. different kinds yeah yeah it's, uh-huh. it's a blues fest uh you know i'm looking forward to being there man uh, the guy saw me when i was in springfield mass and uh it's like yeah i would love to have you on my festival right so you know i was just over there in march early part of this year. Yeah, you know, I looked at your tour schedule after the fact. I'm like, man, and that's only an hour away. I should have been at that show. Yeah. Yeah, after I talked with you. I yeah. Forget, yeah, so. but hey, we're, we're going to see you on this Sunday. Yeah, man, and I'm looking forward to it. It'll be uh, 4 o'clock, Ronnie Baker Brooks and his terrifying band coming on stage. And uh, How about in the Gold Digger van? What's been the choice of music for the inspiration lately? Traveling. Yeah, you know, being, Jelly Bean hooked me up, man, with some this Freddie King, uh, this new Freddie King DVD, man, it's awesome, man. And uh, we've been watching that. Uh, Albert Collins got a new DVD out. We've been watching that. I've watched Bernard's DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even just picked up this John Coltrane uh, DVD. It's only like three songs, but it was great to watch. Joe Smith 
I can show you when me and you hook up. Oh, cool. Yeah. They sent me a copy of the video of us playing together. And, uh-huh. uh, and just things like that that inspired me. You know, I, I grew up listening to Freddie King and Albert Collins, man, and and to see them on video, it's like awesome, man. I mean, the Freddie King video is from from uh, Dallas, Texas in 73, and he was in this studio, this TV studio. And, man, from the first note to the last, man, it's just killer, dude. Wow. And, I mean, it had me so fired up to play the next gig, man. I was like, Bean, what are you doing to me, bro? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and uh, I love that stuff, man. So that's what we've been watching, stuff like that. Uh, That's great. So uh, you'll be fired up, I'm sure, this uh, uh, Sunday, traveling from Chicago into Massachusetts, and it's not too far from our listening area here. And uh, hopefully we'll have some great weather, outdoor festival, and uh, Ronnie, this is guarantee. Ronnie Baker Brooks and his band put on a great show. Great showman, and uh, that's really important. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you again, hanging out with you. All right, Joe. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you too, man. And I'm look, you know, like I said early on in the interview, man, I would love to get in the studio with you, man, and, and yeah. uh, get we, to jam a little bit, you know. We, we've had upwards of... Uh, nine musicians in here before so we know know the band come right in here and tear it up and got tv cameras and everything so before it's all over we're gonna yeah, do that man that's right we're still young cats that's a, that's a promise <laughs> that's right man. I'm, I'm looking forward because i know you got a nice hot studio there now and you know you guys are really putting it out man and, and without you and people like yourself and radio stations doing this stuff man people like myself probably would never have been heard man and i really appreciate that Nah, thanks. You know, got to work together. So yeah, we'll be there. So why, why don't we go out with uh, two in a row off of "Take Me With You"? We'll go with uh, "Time Will Tell," and then we'll fire it up with the uh, song you do with Jelly Bean, "Bring Back the Love," and still definitely needs to be heard. You know, up up to ten these days, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. right. Crank it, crank it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks, bro. Thank you, bro. Okay.